0: Welcome. You're listening to WO Voices, a podcast series from Women in Optometry magazine. I'm Marjolyn Bailefeld, editor of Women in Optometry. We're delighted you could join us. Welcome. We're here today with Dr. Netta Joya. Dr. Joya is a fellow in the Ocular Wellness and Nutrition Society. She also serves on the organization's board, and she's a certified nutrition specialist. Dr. Goya has a practice in Shrewsbury, New Jersey. It's called Integrative Vision. And we're here today to talk about how she has incorporated nutritional consulting, conversations about supplementation, uh, and, and functional um, vision into the, the patient experience. Welcome, Dr. Goya.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me today, Marjorie. and This is really exciting. And I think this is just going to grow in terms of the conversation, and we need a lot more conversations about nutrition and eye care. And it's
0: so completely in optometry's wheelhouse, isn't it?
1: And that's that's the amazing part. Um, the AREDS2 study really solidified and catapulted optometry talking about nutrition, and that's very very simplistic because it's just a certain supplement, of course, but it only solidifies that relationship and why not go further? And that's where my education path really just kept going and going and now I'm at a point of practice implementation. And it's very exciting.
0: That is exciting. So let's let's talk about the path. Um the Ocular Wellness and Nutrition Society is um is is relatively new where where did you go for your training
1: so the ocular wellness and nutrition society i actually didn't know of them and that's one of the things that i'm trying to do right now is open uh, optometry eyes to this society because it's a phenomenal society made up of phd's researchers md's od's very high level doctors that believe in nutrition and primary practice. So how I found it was kind of purely by accident. I had a health concern um, that brought me into the nutrition path. And then working as an optometrist, I knew that there was an open-ended conversation about nutrition and how to add it into my practice, just my day-to-day interaction with patients. And it was literally Googling And finding the society. And that was, it was like a match made in heaven. Um, That was about six years ago. And Mm -hmm. it just grew. I worked on their fellowship program at the time, which has become a little bit more streamlined since then, because we're hoping to bring on more fellows. Um, I took many, many classes online in functional nutrition, um, in functional medicine to grow my knowledge of nutrition and you know, after about a year, I was able to attain my fellowship st- uh, status with the society, and I've been trying to help them just grow. And um, at this point, I went even further where I wanted to get a official nutrition degree, and that's why I did the certified nutrition specialty degree with the University of Western States. Um, you know, the reason why I did this was a little bit beyond just adding it to my practice, I want to be able to help catapult other practitioners that want to incorporate nutrition into their practices and show them that there is a way to do it. Um, that's probably why I pushed my education path further than sometimes necessary. That I would say an average optometrist doesn't need to go to that degree, but I do feel like we need more practitioners that go to that degree to, to be able to teach how to do it on a day-to-day basis.
0: So that, that really brings up the the next question and you know, how, um, we'll, we'll talk in a moment about this, uh, add on service that you've created I exam plus, mm-hmm. but, um, well, let's start with that actually, because it's a, it's an interesting idea. And this is a, a consult that comes after the, the sort of the traditional, um, comprehensive eye exam, right?
1: Correct. And, you know, if you think about it, so we have subspecialties, correct? In optometry, vision therapy, we have pediatrics, um, uh, contact lens specialties. So my question was, we don't really have nutrition-based specialties, right? And Unfortunately what gets lost is it's almost an accept um, you almost think that you're just supposed to talk about a couple vitamins during your eye exam and there you go the problem that I see with that is patients usually don't tell you what they take why we've brainwashed our society to think that when a patient goes into a general health care provider that their vitamins their lifestyle choices, don't matter. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because they don't, most of the time the doctor doesn't even ask them, or it's just, you know, just looked over. So now I'm asking the patient, you know, they write whatever they write on their medical uh, intake form. And then typically I say, okay, you're taking vitamin C, but that ends up opening up the response of, oh yeah. And I do this and I take this. I just didn't write write it down. You don't really, you you don't need to know. So, so that Sparked this interest on my end of, okay, they see the eye exam as, you know, a general checkup and, you know, we're just going to check your vision and make sure everything's healthy, et cetera. But what if I want to get a little bit deeper with your vitamins? What if I want to get a little bit deeper with your dietary restrictions or what you're doing in your lifestyle choices? And that's where I said, instead of me going into a full full-fledged nutrition program, which I do also do, let's give these patients the opportunity to explain themselves, okay? Let's give them the time to actually talk about these things because nine times out of ten, they're picking those vitamins on their own from I don't know what source random vitamin shops, questions here. I take this and then I'm on this multi and I'm on this one that has a bunch of things in it. I don't actually remember the name. So I started, I started getting confused because with the nutrition background, of course, I want to give that patient the highest degree of my, you know, uh, consultation, but it became very difficult to put that high degree in a routine eye exam with that time allotted that typically, let's just say 30, 45 minutes, And it didn't really impact the patient as much because they saw it as more of a part of, oh, okay, you're just dabbling in this versus I sit down, I take them into a separate room. I require a whole nother intake form for this requiring brands, requiring dosages, basically forcing them to tell me what they're doing.
0: Uh, Interesting. Yeah. And then that
1: allows the conversation. And that is where I've been finding some very bad mistakes. (laughs) And um, not to be surprised, though, I'm not surprised because they don't really run it by anyone. Right. And, you know, and sometimes it is ocular, it's affecting their ocular system. And, you know, it's it's in its infancy, this whole program, and I know I'm going to tweak it a million times, Mm -hmm. but I said, I have to start somewhere. And mm-hmm. I've gotten so much positive feedback and we've been barely advertising this from my patients already that are just like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. I wanted to talk, tell somebody about this. And no one's told me that I'm taking too much magnesium and, oh, well, maybe that's why I have gas, uh, gastric issues right now. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. it's really more of a conversation and it mm-hmm. highlights what to do. And the patients take that into higher consideration versus just mentioning it during a routine eye exam.
0: Are people surprised that this conversation is starting in, in, in an optometric office?
1: At first, I thought they would be. But because of the initial problem, which is healthcare providers not having backgrounds in general, Right. The opposite happened. They're like, oh, huh. thank you. Someone, someone with some sort of degree actually respects this or actually wants to talk to me about this. Yeah. And yeah, at, at first at face value, I was like, yeah, maybe this is not, but you know what? No, what ends up happening is we're primary eye doctors, which means we become a part of that primary care, care, we're constantly talking to primary care doctors. We're constantly talking about general health. So I think it's more on our end that we feel like we sh- we can't do it versus the patient's end where they're actually very appreciative. So
0: what what, uh, what what technology have you brought in to support this?
1: So the S3 scanner, which has been supported by many optometrists for general practice, has definitely um, added a part of bridging that conversation of, you know, lifestyle and just a primary care uh, eye exam. But not only does that bridge it, I started doing home blood tests. Um, We actually have a phenomenal webinar tonight with the Ocular Wellness and Nutrition Society about omega-3 fatty acids. I use the omega-quant Blood test, which gives me a three omega three to six ratio for patients. Very simplistic, easy to use. We use other, um, other more advanced diagnostic um, labs if the patient wants to go in that direction. I do lab testing, blood work through LabCorp. You know, it's always ta- We always talk about an optometry expanding our scope, right? I've used more of my scope using nutrition than when I didn't, because (laughs) I wanna know, I wanna know your vitamin D status. I wanna know your B12 status. Yes, you're a vegan. No one's checked. Well, you know what, maybe it's time to check. Um, Mm. So that, it actually has expanded my, my usage of lab testing, Um, when I started incorporating nutrition in the practice, because it's arguably it's related to everyone. Um, I found issues with gut health already with so many patients that actually needed to go further with the gastroenterologist. Um, So the technology we use is obviously some lab tests, blood work, the POM score, which is the S3 scanner. And we also have an OCT, as well as your standard, you know, eye care, like Optos, OptiMap, the OCT is great. We use um, the Maestro, um, uh, Maestro 2, which gives us a wellness report too. So, you know, we, we kind of push everything almost under that wellness category. And it only supports getting annual eye exams. You know, that's always a thing in a general optometry. How do we engage the patient to understand it's important to take care of their eyes. Right. And having wellness and nutrition as a part of the conversation makes the patients even more involved in that decision-making and they're more open to come in annually. Um, so those are just a few. I also am very supportive of uh, blue light mitigation. I think it's a growing field. I think optometrists need to increase their education regarding light therapy. Um, I give patients light re- uh, recommendations um, as well because what is of concern, obviously electronics and how many hours were on it and how to mitigate that through optimizing our carotenoids and, you know, just using eyewear or filters to help reduce that uh, exposure, especially in the evening hours. So going under the category of wellness. And then I have patients who have chronic issues, for example, recurrent diabetic um, uh, macular edema, and they're already on a couple of vitamins thinking that, you know, they're helping their diabetes and they might be. I always find room for more. I always find optimize. I can always optimize everyone's, um, you know, status at some, uh, to some degree. I've not found one patient that I'm like, oh, I, I don't know what else to do for you.
0: Um, (laughs) How has this changed your own life and nutrition? Because with all this information, you you have to be, um, you know, making adjustments to your own, to your own diet and your family's.
1: Absolutely. I mean, everyone that knows me, you know, I get the, the random texts every day. Wait, wait, what vitamin was I supposed to take? (laughs) You know, friends and family. And it, and it feels good. Um, Uh I optimized my lifestyle when I had my own health battle. And since then I've never looked back. I try to optimize my husband's health. And it, I mean, it just makes my life easier because I already know it, and it's so much easier to implement when you have that knowledge. Um, Knowing how to read labels, knowing how to decipher a vitamin, knowing if it's a good uh, version of that core vitamin or if it has a contraindication. Um, Yes, it has made my life actually easier because I'm able to know the background of it. And that's the beauty of patient care. It's always about, there's a fine line of educating too much because that Mm -hmm. really gives them that motivation. Um, but when we have this quicker consultation, the fact that I give them some little tips, it really just makes them want to do more. And even if they do one of the 10, there's still Mm -hmm. one closer to the 10, right? Yeah. Um, and that's how I started, you know, I was, I've been doing this for, you know, at least now we're going seven, eight years. Um, and it wasn't that easy at first, but now it is because I've already gotten a few, a lot of my steps in a routine and now I'm just, you know, modifying. So right. um, yet, yeah, do I see the eye exam plus going further? Absolutely. Because right now I'm working on sub Subcategories. So, for example, once we have um, a patient base that, for example, has thyroid disorder, um, we're going to start creating subcategories and doing group events. Obviously, hmm. situations have been tough now with, you know, right. with um, in-person meetings. But as those things kind of open up, you know, group sessions are found to be extremely effective. With other patients that kind of have the same problem as you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping to expand this even further in the next year. And as we grow our iXam Plus patient base, to offer them follow up care as group events.
0: That's really interesting. What what strikes me as I listen to this is how different the patient experience must be coming into you, your practice. I mean, you must hear that from every new patient who says, mm, I've not had an exam like this before.
1: Yes. It's a daily, daily conversation. Uh-huh. Um, it, it grew, as I said, as I started my education path in nutrition, I started implementing it just here and there. And it's Patients, they are thirsty for this. the pra- The problem is that there's more patients that want this than there are practitioners that are able or capable to recommend and actually provide these services. So, patients appreciate that knowledge. They don't ever complain. <laughs> it's always the opposite, and. Yes, we constantly hear how different we are, and how comprehensive we are, and how we look at big picture kind of items versus you know just that one little problem you came in with. And I'm, and I and I find that challenging in my career path because I was never the type of person to want to just go in and be done with my day and leave. I'm always researching, and I love to figure out problems. I mean, that's being a doctor, right? This makes it even more even more challenging because there, I don't have a straightforward path to follow where someone else has done this and had health coaching within their optometric practice and had, as I said, group nutritional events and things like that. There's, you know, it's open-ended for me. And I find that really kind of, beautiful in a sense, because it's my little creation and I'm, and I'm creative internally, I think. And I, and I love to have that creative part mixed in with medicine here.
0: And it it sounds like it's different too. I certainly not the, not the routine that you probably started your practice with.
1: Absolutely not. I actually, I, I just opened up this practice about, we're going to be about two years old. And I've been in practice for about 15 years. And I've worked in such a wide variety of practice settings from corporate to private practice. I've seen so many different types of practice settings. And the beauty of that was that I kind of knew what I wanted. Mm -hmm. By the time I was able to settle and figure out a place to live and finish um, my nutritional. Degrees and everything, it was an easy. It was an easy decision because I knew that this was lacking everywhere, mm-hmm. and I right. And every time I sparked up a conversation with a patient where I wouldn't be able to provide these types of services because I was in some sort of practice that I couldn't do it in, and the type of response I would get from those patients, it just kept me going because I'm like, this is actually people want this, mm-hmm. and. I mean, going forward, I see this of value for retina specialists because what what happens when a patient gets diagnosed with something? The first question is, "What can I do? What, what where can I? What can I do?" Right. And if we can start collaborating with other physicians that don't have the knowledge, and we incorporate this into more, uh, you know, optometry education, this can be a beautiful thing. Forward thinking because wellness is not going away. The nutraceutical business is skyrocketing globally. Patients, Mm -hmm. consumers, they want this. They're researching it on their own. So, why can't we be on the forefront of that and help them with it?
0: So that's actually a perfect segue for, for anyone listening who says, "Yep, I I want to need to know more. What's uh what's what what are the next steps for them?"
1: I think as an optometrist, the first first thing that you must do is actually check out the Ocular Wellness and Nutrition Society mm-hmm. website, become just a general member. It's a very nominal fee for your annual membership and there's amazing continuing education courses. Look into the fellowship program. We just modified it to become much more attainable, user friendly, mm-hmm. and get your fellowship. I think it's very easy to do as while you're in practice. You don't have to dedicate time. I did all of this while I was working. I mm-hmm. stopped working. I've been working this whole time. And start with the fellowship uh, program so you can actually feel confident with some of your recommendations and you can ultimately stop there. But if you want to go even further, the certified nutrition specialty is a phenomenal specialty because it is recognized by the American Nutrition Association. And that actually opens up a potential for coding through insurance plans in your state. Obviously, it's state to state. So you can really go above and beyond just um, adding a few vitamins into your protocol with a CNS degree, um, and also having nutrition in your office as a full-fledged program. Um, so, but yes, the first thing is we have a phenomenal society. There are high, highly regarded doctors on there. And I think that's the first step. And I think a lot of people are going to start looking, uh, at the society to really help guide them and implement more nutrition in their programs. Vision therapy should have nutrition. You know, there's so many TBI and brain health um, supplements, and you know, lifestyle modifications. And having that fellowship, I think, even makes a vision therapist more well-rounded. So um, yes, so that's where I would recommend starting. And obviously, once you implement it, I think. At, at that point, I will have a lot more tips for the actual bringing it into a clinical setting. And um, that is my goal, you know, as my retirement goal to be able to make this work. And it's already, you know, working at the small level. And I think it only has room to grow.
0: And the website for the Ocular Wellness and Nutrition Society is ocularnutritionsociety.org. Dr. Joy, thank you so much for, for sharing this. It sounds like a, um, a a real point of differentiation and service to to your patients.
1: Absolutely. And again, I think it's instead of, I actually always get called it's a specialty, but in my eyes, it's actually not a specialty. It's general. Um, and that's the beauty of this. It's, it's not so much of a specialty. It's it's applicable to almost every patient. Well, thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you for listening. I hope you join us again next time on WL Voices. If you'd like to be part of our podcast series, please contact us. You can email us at wovoicesonline@gmail.com at gmail.com or via our website, womeninoptometry.com, on Facebook at WL Magazine or through Twitter or Instagram at WomenODs. See you next time.